0: Episode 7 of the Movie Marathoners Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mati. And I'm Ian. And Ian, you had your last final today, right?
1: I I did. I'm done with undergrad.
0: So besides actually graduating, you are officially done with college. Yeah. So congratulations. That's huge. So this week, we'll be running through Detective Pikachu. Uh, It's the first live-action Pokemon movie. We'll warm up with brief, spoiler-free thoughts on the film. Then we'll head into spoiler territory for the bulk of the cast. And finally, we'll conclude with our point two section where we discuss what else we've been watching. So before we get into this movie specifically, I just want to talk about the Pokemon franchise in general. Did you know that it was it is the highest grossing media franchise of all time?
1: Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, yeah. so
0: $90 billion in revenue. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the second franchise is?
1: Harry Potter, maybe? No. No. Nope. Not even close. Marvel? It's, nope. Oh. It's
0: Hello Kitty. Wow. With $80 billion. Okay. Followed by Winnie the Pooh with $75 billion. Oh, of course. Mickey Mouse and Friends with $70 billion. And then what's that? How
1: how far do friends stretch now that Disney owns everything?
0: I don't know. <laughs> but Star Wars is fifth with 65 billion. Okay. So that's just kind of giving you a rough figure of how popular Pokemon is. Um, it's the second best-selling video game series of all time. So it's sold 311 million copies of video games wow. behind only Mario. It has 1 billion mobile downloads almost exclusively from Pokemon Go. There's 76 total video game titles. There's 20 seasons of anime TV show with over 1,000 episodes in total. Jeez. It is the top-selling toy brand, and it is also the top-selling trading card game with wow. 25.7 billion cards sold. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, so this, this franchise is huge. It has a ton of fans. Are you one of them?
1: Yeah, it, it, that actually makes me wonder why this is the first live-action movie we've gotten. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so tell me your
0: thoughts about the Pokemon franchise. Yeah, um, so, I feel like a lot of people just don't know about this, at least people in the general media industry yeah. seem to not really know about Pokemon.
1: Which surprises me, I guess. Maybe it's just our age, you know, people our age grew up <laughs> uh, with the games coming out. We grew up with the TV show, brand new, like, when you were born probably i'm guessing mm-hmm. yeah no i i grew up playing the games on my game boy on my gamecube on my wii watched all of the tv shows when i was when i was younger i guess i'm a bit behind if there are a thousand episodes now though <laughs> <laughs> um, i've seen some newer ones they're not great
0: even the old ones don't really hold up anymore <laughs> <laughs> but they held up they're, better than some of the definitely new for ones, children too. but yeah okay
1: yeah and it, like i played my uh played with the trading cards with my sister she would make up the rules so she could beat me every time right naturally um, of course yeah that's an attack on sarah if she's listening right now
0: okay <laughs> well apparently um, also I'd, I'd like to apologize for calling sarah out last week apparently she was one of the people who gasped in the opening credits of avengers endgame i'm sorry sarah he's
1: not actually sorry um yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah pokemon holds a, a very uh Special place in my heart growing up with it. I still play the games now.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this the first game came out on the Game Boy, like just the regular Game, game Boy, Boy. <laughs> in February of 1996. So, I was alive for like, I don't know, almost a year before this came out. Yeah. But basically, if you just took a pie chart that defined who I was as a person and you labeled like different size slices as mm-hmm. different parts of me. I think Pokemon would probably be the biggest piece. Yeah. Before running, before anything like that, this franchise has been so integral to my childhood uh, and who I was just personally as like a little kid. Mm -hmm. I distinctly have memories of playing Pokemon before I knew how to read. Yeah. (laughs) Like I had to go and ask my mom questions. Like, what does this say? I'm stuck. I never understood the
1: word technique or technical (laughs) machine. I, no.
0: The first, the first word... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or the first time, not the first word, but the the first time that I heard the word facade. Oh yeah, it was, was from Pop-Pod. Pokemon, yeah. and I thought it was pronounced facade because yeah. that's how it's pro- that's yeah. how I yeah that's yeah how I, it. I I said that it, it that way until I was like eighteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I it's not an exaggeration to say to say that I have literally spent months of my life playing the games. I have cartridges that have like over two hundred hours yeah. of gameplay on yeah. them. I played different games. Like dozens of times, just restarting them. I had the card games, like you. I've played some of even the most ridiculous spin-off games, uh, like the Mystery Dungeon series mm-hmm. and Pokemon Conquest.
1: Pokemon all that Ranger, crap. Yeah, yeah.
0: I actually never played that one, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I saw the first movie in theaters. I like even you went saw on it to, in theaters. Yep. Wow! I even went to online forums where I would talk about competitive play Mm -hmm, Uh, i've been to video game tournaments Mm -hmm. like i had my parents drive me to video game tournaments i played in trading card tournaments i'd write my own stories in the pokemon world i'd draw my own pokemon i'd create my own region (laughs) you know i'd yeah i don't know i i would also just sit like fantasize about pokemon being real and how that would work what it would do in our world all that stuff and i'm not saying any of that to be like oh i'm i'm you know such a fanboy or anything like that, or that my opinion is more important than anybody else's. But wow. it is to show how much this franchise means to me. Mm-hmm. When this movie came out, I was really, really looking forward to it just because it was kind of the first venture of making Pokemon kind of even more somehow... It's somehow not mainstream, and mm-hmm. this makes it mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I thought that I I had a lot of high hopes writing on this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that... What I wanted it to do was showcase why I love the Pokemon game so much and kind of show people what I've seen growing yeah, up throughout yeah. it. I, I kind of wanted it to give me the you know the feeling and the magic that the games did mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and I think that is a really really tall order yeah, for a film to fill for sure. So, <laughs> you know, with that in mind, let's get into Detective Pikachu, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the synopsis of Detective Pikachu is. In a world where people collect Pokemon to do battle, a boy comes across an intelligent, talking Pikachu who seeks to be a detective. Detective Pikachu stars Justice Smith, Catherine Newton, and the voice of Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. It's written by Dan Hernandez, Rob Letterman, Benji Samet, Derek Connolly, and Nicole Perlman. And it's directed by Rob Letterman. So, Ian, Mm -hmm. we're both huge fans of Pokemon. Yes. What did you think of this movie?
1: Um... You know, I I, lo- I loved looking at the movie. I thought I thought it was a really fun movie. Whoever, you know, hired Ryan Reynolds for this deserves the biggest raise in the world. Because <laughs> probably Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: He was probably just like, I want to do that. Yeah, I think it was his idea. <laughs> I don't know,
1: maybe. Um but he was amazing as Pikachu. I think this movie works really well. Maybe not so much as like the mystery kind of thing it was marketed as, but as like a buddy comedy movie between uh, Justice Smith's character, Tim, and uh, Detective Pikachu by Ryan Reynolds, I think those two have a great chemistry when they're on screen together. And the whole movie, I just wanted like more and more of Ryan Reynolds, you know, joking with Tim, uh, hanging out with him. And whenever, I, I guess it was whenever those two weren't on screen was when my attention started to fade for the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the other characters in the movie were forgettable, like like Lucy, who's played by Catherine Newton. Yeah, I thought she was pretty forgettable. Her Psyduck was fun. I mean, every time a Pokemon is on screen, it's fun. It was great to see them uh, on screen. They looked great, and they looked great animated live-action. And something that I think was actually my favorite part about the movie was, you know, you talked about how you wanted to see this world... On the screen mm-hmm. that you used to see in the games, I think the world building of this movie was amazing. Like looking around Rhyme City, it's like a, it was like a Blade Runner kind of thing, yeah. except <laughs> all like the replicants were Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it looked really awesome. I'm surprised to hear you say that. Well, I haven't gotten to the story yet.
0: Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> because when we came out of this movie a yeah. couple days ago, you were I I was surprised at how negative you are. Uh, How Sorry, excuse me, how negative you were. Yeah. Because I really, really enjoyed this movie a lot, mainly for all the reasons that you just said. Yeah. Um, So I'm interested to see where we kind of diverge. I thought that this was, um, as far as video game movies go and as far as what a live-action Pokemon movie could have been, I think this is actually pretty exceptional that they were able to pull it off and that they Mm -hmm. were able to have a talent like Ryan Reynolds be in the movie Mm -hmm. and kind of let him do his thing in the Pokemon world, I think is really cool. I loved, like you said, the world building. That was the most exciting part of the movie for me.
1: Yeah. Seeing like the humans and the Pokemon interact and like their daily lives walking around the city was really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really like also just the design and the feel of the film. I don't know if you know this, but it was actually shot on film as opposed to digital. Really? Yeah, and I'm not going to pretend like I know all the differences between being (laughs) shot on film and shot on digital i did google something recently and based on what i can tell it's just kind of how you know there's some sort of just aesthetic feel that it has Mm -hmm. and if i think back on it i i do think that the film just does look gorgeous and especially the the background environments look very raw and Mm -hmm. real uh, and crisp in a way that some more films that are usually more CGI heavy just aren't. And I'd be interested to see how much of it is filmed on like a set versus filmed on location. So there's large portions of the movie that are kind of in this gorgeous valley location. And I'd be interested to see if they went went in there and actually filmed on set for that stuff because that stuff particularly looks gorgeous. You hinted a little bit about what, kind of didn't work. Yeah, in the film for you. What what it was that?
1: This might be me being overly critical because I I know this movie was probably for kids. That's mm-hmm. who Pokemon really targets, but I thought the story was pretty simple. It had like twists and turns that were like obviously being set up for something and then you could figure it out pretty much whenever the, like every 20 minutes I thought there was a character that went on some big, long exposition with a flashback that would basically tell you everything that you needed to know about the story mm-hmm. so you didn't really have to figure anything out yourself. One of the most crazy things I thought they did was with these flashbacks that they would do using... Oh, I guess that's spoilery. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's okay, be, I'll talk, let's be the, I'll, talk, I'll, I'll talk about that in the spoiler section, I guess. But, like they would explain everything about the story to you and there wouldn't be much for you to figure out on your own and, and I just wasn't a huge fan of that. <laughs> yeah, it's but interesting. A, again, like it's made for kids though.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with expecting a compelling and well put together story in a kids movie for some, you know, I think I don't know, it's weird. I feel like normally we're, we're kind of switched in th- this role where I'm I'm a bit more critical of the story mm-hmm. and I I'm kind of you know complaining about oh, this doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense and I mean for the most part I do agree with you that the story is it's pretty cookie cutter it's not you know it falls apart if you think about it a little too hard there's some plot holes things like that that I think would bother me in a- another movie mm-hmm. and so I think that's why I kind of gave my preface that was like look just seeing the Pokemon on screen yeah. is going to be, it, it's going to give this film something that other films can't. Yeah. No, um, I love that. I Yeah. I, for, you know, for the first 10, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, I was just smiling. Cause I was like, Oh, I recognize that Pokemon. I recognize that Pokemon. <laughs> so I, I do think that maybe I'm a little, a little biased in that sense, but for whatever reason, because I was so invested in this world and I was so invested in Pikachu and Tim's relationship, I didn't care that the story wasn't that good. Yeah, and that's weird. That that is well, weird to me. No,
1: I I sort of agree with that too. I like the sto- I liked the story in the way that the story got you to the next really cool thing that you would see on screen. Yeah, you know, like you would see like the next really cool matchup of Pokemon fighting. You'd see like the next big Pokemon reveal or something, and I I, I really like that in the way that the story moved you along to the next really cool thing about the Pokemon world.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that this story, or the film in general, is paced exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. I think that it, it doesn't feel hectic really, but it does feel like you're always moving, Yeah, and so if something isn't necessarily working, it is not working for only a very short period of time. Yeah, definitely. And so it, there, it does have moments where it lets the characters kind of sit and contemplate things, but it doesn't get bogged down on doing all these things. It just it it, it feels like a very just fluid kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, it also feels harmless. It feels light and breezy and fun. Mm-hmm. It, it is for kids. But I do think that there is definitely stuff in there for people who aren't diehard Pokemon fans and for people who are children. Yeah. And I think a reason for that is Ryan Reynolds. And they definitely just let him get away with a lot of things that I was not expecting them to let him get away with in this property. Nintendo is very protective Mm -hmm. of its uh, IP. And so I was pretty surprised. I mean, I think that's why it's taken so long to get these live action movies because they had that Mario movie in 1993 that (laughs) just was... An the abomination. <laughs> the absolute yeah, worst. Yeah. So they were very uh, careful, I guess, that. opposite of yeah. trigger happy, trigger yeah. shy to Hesitant. let these things go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that being said, I, I do really like that they kind of let Ryan Reynolds go off the wall a little bit with some of his humor and things like that. And yeah. I think that even if you're not captivated by the whole Pokemon of it all, mm-hmm. then there's still the Ryan Reynolds of it all. Yeah. To, you to can still appreciate
1: to. like the quipping, caffeine addicted mouse pokemon detective (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: i mean it's it's super bonkers one thing that i think this movie does really well is that it definitely embraces kind of the zaniness of the pokemon world Mm. but it doesn't mock it yeah it doesn't not take it seriously Mm. it you know there's a a a chance or like a, a likelihood that you know you bring this property to live action and They're going to be like, oh, let's just forget about the Pokeballs because that would look ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Or or if we are including it, we're going to comment on how stupid it is. Mm -hmm. But they they just do it. And I mean, it's not like the best scene in the movie or anything like that. But I appreciate that they kind of embrace what Pokemon is Mm -hmm. uh, in the games. Yeah, no, I agree. But one of the things that I did want to talk to you a little bit about was that. This uh, movie, Detective Pikachu, is actually based on a Pokemon spinoff game for the 3DS. So that movie or that video game was released in Japan in February of 2016, and then it wasn't released worldwide until March of 2018. And that video game is a narrative-style game that has you kind of— you play as Tim Goodman and Pikachu, and you solve mysteries through kind of an overarching narrative. And that is very different from the main series games, which are more open-world RPG. You kind of choose your own adventure, choose your own team. What do you think about the decision to make this story follow the spin-off game instead of a more traditional main-style main Pokemon game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't played Detective Pikachu before, but I support the decision to not go with the mainstream game. It reminded me a bit of uh, Pokemon Generations, if you've ever seen that.
0: Yeah, yeah, how, the how anime.
1: Yeah, it just, like, branches off into little tiny stories throughout throughout the Pokemon world, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I really like that, just seeing different sides that maybe not everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Because if they went with the classic Pokemon story, it would be really cool to see on screen, but it's something that everybody has seen before, I feel like. Or at least everybody who's a fan of Pokemon has seen before.
0: I, yeah, I agree. I, I did think that it was a really good decision to make the story follow Detective Pikachu instead of the main Pokemon games. One of the things that I think that we know pretty well now is that video games largely, or movies based on video games do poorly. Yeah. By by any metric, I guess, both <laughs> you know critically and in most cases commercially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this movie actually does a pretty good job at bucking the problem that has kind of plagued video game uh, movies. And I think that problem is that video games by nature are a more interactive experience mm-hmm. whereas movies are just in a way more passive mm-hmm. you're kind of watching somebody do something instead of you actually being the one that does something yeah and so i think that if you had a game or sorry a movie follow a more traditional pokemon game you would lose the kind of charm of the pokemon games that are you getting to choose which pokemon you get you getting to choose what you do, how you do it, when you mm-hmm, do it, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think that by choosing a more, a game that's more narratively focused, mm-hmm. it allows you to make just overall a better film experience. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But what I do like about Detective Pikachu is that it still does harp on the idea, the thing that I like so much about Pokemon, which is bonding with these, you know little fantasy creatures yeah, and yeah. you you really feel that in the relationship with Pikachu and Tim and also Lucy and Psyduck mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing all the different characters with all their different pokemon. And so I think that how works really all their well.
1: relationships are different too. I yeah. really like that. It gives like it gave all of the pokemon a different personality in the same way that they have in the games. Mm-hmm. I like that.
0: Yeah. So is this the best video game movie do you think?
1: <sighs> I think the last video game movie I saw was Tomb Raider. And I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: I remember you being lukewarm on that, actually. But...
1: Uh, I, well, I've played the game since then. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah I mean, that. yeah,
0: that one, that one wasn't good. I think this is significantly better than that. <laughs> 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 and you haven't seen Rampage, right? No, I haven't. Have you seen Warcraft? No. Yeah. So, I, I think I'm going to refer to this later. But I think something that Warcraft really dropped the ball on is that it just kind of threw you straight into this fantasy world, and it was just ridiculously complicated. It was exploring this backstory that was kind of like a prequel to the original Warcraft games. Mm-hmm. And so it was, from what I heard, really exciting for people who knew the Warcraft lore. They knew all the different cities. They knew what to look for. They knew you know, who this character is, who he's related to that you play as in the mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But for the uninitiated, you're just like, what the hell is going on? yeah. And I think that this movie does a really good job at easing you into it. (laughs) There's some things that are for the fans only or things that you will only understand as a diehard fan. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the whole idea of a detective mystery and kind of making the narrative a very classic movie type that we know Mm -hmm. kind of helps ease people into
1: the more fantastical elements of this world. And they do do... uh... They do, do. <laughs> they, oh, man, we're they, mature. sure. They utilize... That's in your bachelor's <laughs> degree, Ian. <laughs> uh, the little narration that they put in the beginning of pretty much every Pokemon yeah. animated movie, where they're like, welcome to the world of Pokemon. Yeah. And they explain like what these creatures are and how humans have interacted with them throughout history. So you sort of get taken... Uh, yeah, they, I... they They tell you exactly what the world's going to (laughs) be I mean,
0: uh, I I did appreciate that for, you know, the uninitiated. It it is like a nice little summary. But as far as why you would play that to a person who lives in the Pokemon world. So basically, Tim is going into Rhyme City, which is kind of the New York City, I guess, of this world. This Um, region, yeah. Yeah. So he lives in a small town and he goes there to kind of, you know, the plot of the movie starts and on the train to the movie or i'm sorry on the train to the city they kind of play this introduction and they're like yeah you know people in pokemon have lived together in harmony some people use them for battle and i don't know to me that's sort of like explaining how dogs work on your way to new york or something <laughs> like that it's just it's it's a little. I really uh, liked it. It was
1: a nod to the. I thought it was a little on the nose. To all the things they've but, done before, and
0: you're right. I didn't. I didn't think about it as being a nod to the. Hello, I'm Professor Oak, yeah. and this is the yeah. the Pokemon world and stuff like that. That's a good point. I was really hoping for an "Are you a boy or a girl?" joke, as in like when they ask you if you're a boy or a girl. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't think
0: so. <laughs> I thought that would have been pretty funny, but. uh I guess I could see how that could go horribly wrong. So I, I take that back.
1: In that same vein, I was hoping that they were going to... When he went to like the police station or something, I was hoping that they were going to have him spell his name and then be like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so that that is one sort of... Before we get into spoilers, I do... I guess I ha- do have a couple of negatives. Overall, I was really positive about the film but there were a couple you know things that i was a little disappointed about that didn't ruin the film for me but one of them is that it wasn't as easter eggy as i was hoping it to be yeah one of the chief ways that that manifests is that they really only have 60 or so pokemon designs and they kind of rehash them so there's a lot of pokemon walking around in the background but they are just the same pokemon that you see in the foreground mm-hmm. and sometimes there's just like there's one scene at the end where there's kind of like a parade thing going on and it's panning and it's literally just the same Pokemon designs over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I understand why that's necessary. You know, it's it's a mon- monetary and a time thing. You can't you can't, you know, <laughs> make all 700 or 800 Pokemon designs. That's just a superhuman feat. Mm-hmm. But. It, it was a little disappointing that I I, I was kind of hoping to be able to just look in the background of every single shot and be able to see new things in each one of yeah, them. Yeah. Kind of like Ready Player One. I don't know if you ever saw yeah, that. Yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah, but, it, you know, it, it'd be sort of like Ready Player One just, you know, using the Overwatch characters yeah. over and over again in the background.
1: And with the highest-grossing franchise, you would think that they'd be able to employ enough people to get that done. Certainly,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that's a little bit of a bummer. And there's also just like, like you said, there's there's a lot of ways that they could have incorporated some of the more, you know, funnier nods to the games mm-hmm. that they didn't. Mm-hmm. So I I don't necessarily want to knock the movie though for something that I wish they had done. Yeah. Uh, they don't necessarily do anything on this level poorly. You know. Yeah, I agree. So let's summarize this, and then we can head to, to spoilers, right? Yeah. So uh, why don't you just give you know your one-sentence summary and then give me a rating?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I thought Detective Pikachu was really wholesome, silly fun with solid world-building and really great CGI Pokemon that were complemented well enough by their story. And I guess I'll give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I'm
0: going to mirror that. I I think I I think I do like this movie quite a bit more than you do. And I think that a lot of that is just because for whatever reason the the story problems did not bother me in this whereas it objectively would in a lot of other movies. Yeah. But I do think that regardless of that, even if you aren't, you know, a diehard Pokemon fan, I think there is a lot here that People will really
1: like. Definitely,
0: And yeah. I do think that it holds true to the spirit of the mov- uh, of the franchise. It has a lot of heart. The acting, like you said, I mean, it, it can be kind of hit or miss. But the, the central acting from Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith as Tim Goodman, that relationship grounds this movie in a way that I wasn't necessarily re- expecting. I just really liked it. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. All right. Okay, so we are now going to move on f- to spoilers for Detective Pikachu. There's not a whole lot that you can spoil about this yeah, movie. Yeah, no, not really. Besides the uh, final act, I guess. There's not
1: much to do in the story. Yeah, oh wow,
0: shade. <laughs> but that being said, we are going to go into spoilers starting now. That's my secret, cat. I'm always angry, So I guess the main spoiler of this is that we find out that they are looking for Tim Goodman's father who has gone missing or they Mm. think that he's dead, that he may have gone missing, whatever, after a car crash that is caused by Mewtwo in the opening of the movie. And so it's kind of setting up this whole thing that Mewtwo is a villain and he's also somehow related to this disease or this uh, gas that drug that they're creating that kind of makes pokemon feral right yeah yeah and so you eventually find out that uh i guess i'm kind of skipping all over the place with this but the main reveal is that uh detective pikachu voiced by ryan reynolds is actually tim goodman's father that has been kind of merged into pikachu's body by mewtwo Mm -hmm. what did you think about that reveal
1: it was super predictable i thought
0: yeah, you said that. I'm I'm surprised. I I did not see it coming, and I might I think that might just be because I had blinders. I was gonna whisper on. it to
1: you during the movie, but then I was like, "What if for some reason he hasn't figured that out yet?" So that <laughs> I
0: well, let's be clear. I mean, it's not like you knew it from the first scene. No, but it right? was
1: like a good like fifteen or twenty minutes before. Okay,
0: yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I, I I guess I want to compare it to like a reveal of Interstellar or something where I called the reveal of that like. You oh. know, literally five minutes into okay. that movie. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, for whatever reason, I just wasn't looking for it. Mm. I don't know. It, it caught me off guard. Mm. And I thought it was kind of cute. It like, was cute. It, it was sweet.
1: <laughs> These guys formed this great friendship only to find out that they were father and son all along. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're best friends as father and son.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked that That's because, uh, yeah, it you know, the film is ultimately about friendship. And family. And it's about kind of, you know, being open and letting yourself be open to others and giving relationships a chance. And not just all relationships, but specifically relationships where that, you know, you may need a second chance. And I think that Pokemon has always been about bonding with your Pokemon. And then as they grow and they level up and they evolve, you are also growing as a person. And I think that's maybe you know, a little saccharine. It is just a video game, but there is something about, and maybe it's just because I grew up with Pokemon, but it, something about that really resonated with me, seeing the relationship grow between Tim and Pikachu. Yeah, no, I love that. that kind of blossoming into this actual mm-hmm. relationship between father and son. I, I I really liked it.
1: Like it gets off to a very rocky start and then like it smoothens out over time and then they're a well-oiled machine at the end.
0: Yeah, I do have... I did. I did not care for the whole Pikachu pushing Tim away at the end, right before the third act. I thought that felt a little forced, yeah. and kind of out of nowhere. It it's not really set up in the beginning of the movie. I, I suppose it is. Well, I mean, once he, you he was afraid you, he was going to hurt him. Yeah, but it's not like he ever hurt him before that. You know, there was no that was just sort of introduced very end of the movie. Yeah. Whereas I feel like it should have been sprinkled throughout that Pikachu had some sort of reason to be worried about hurting people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it just felt like a little bit of forced drama at the very end that was kind of wrapped up really quickly that I I didn't think worked that well.
1: Yeah, so something that I couldn't talk about in the non-spoilery section that I want to talk about now is something that really, really annoyed me about the, <laughs> the story and just sort of how they figured things out. You know, these characters would have these long expo- expositions every once in a while, but there was a point where they would use this hologram technology that I thought was the laziest writing I've ever seen before. <laughs> it, you know, the, the police, they have this, or, no, it wasn't even the police. It was the mayor, founder mayor of Rhyme City. Yeah, the founder whatever. of Rhyme City. He has this technology that can show, Nike. like, the, basically these magic holograms that show literally everything that we could need to know. Yeah, about this story. It shows uh, it shows us and it shows the characters in the movie. So then we're just like, oh, all right. So that, you know, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I, again, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I think in another movie that would really piss me off. But for whatever reason, it just didn't in this one, because I I don't know. It, it was never really about the story for me. I just sort of wanted them to keep finding new Pokemon. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like but it,
1: but when they did that, I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I support <laughs> I
0: support your criticism of that. I I don't have I don't have an urge to defend this at all. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> uh, I I do generally think that the third act of this movie is by far the weakest. Yeah. Part of the movie, I I really like the. Opening scene and kind of the the little action pieces in the second the second act. I I love the introduction to Rhyme City. I think the music of Rhyme City this sort of it's techno-y and almost it it has this weird video game retroness to yeah, it. Yeah, I really like it. That I thought was fantastic.
1: <laughs> and I loved uh, speaking of music when. Peek, when, when Detective was yeah. really sad, Ryan Reynolds is just watch, walking down the street, uh, sadly singing the Pokemon theme song. I thought yeah. that was a <laughs> it's, really great, great scene. Yeah, the, this movie actually does borrow
0: quite a bit from the anime side of mm-hmm. the Pokemon franchise as opposed to the video games. You yeah. know, for example, with Psyduck and his... Uh, he's a bomb. I loved <laughs> that running joke. <laughs> like, you know, let me. <laughs> what was the Ryan Reynolds line where he was like, "Yeah, maybe you can consult the psychiatrist on what the long-term implications are of being strapped into a booster seat next to a bomb." Yeah, I thought that was really funny. That was, that was but really funny. that is not a thing at all in the actual games.
1: I mean, it's a description know. of Psyduck in, in the Pokédex.
0: Yeah, but... but Psyduck, you know, he's not even a psychic type. He's he's just. A shitty duck, yeah, in, <laughs> in the actual games. So that very much borrows from Misty Psyduck from mm, the anime, mm.
1: and there's a couple other things like that. That in the nod to Mewtwo being from the Kanto region,
0: yeah, that was cool. So that I, does I really mean like that.
1: so it opens up the world to possibilities of you know maybe telling that story or telling just a story in the Kanto region.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I actually also really liked just the all the different references to the kind of legendary mm. Pokemon. So even though there was, you know, there was only Mewtwo in it, you got to see kind of these uh, glyphs of Mew and you saw these giant statues of Palkia and Dialga and Arceus. Mm. And you saw like Tim had a Rayquaza poster mm. and all that stuff. It, it it kind of builds up the world because like it, it would be a little ridiculous. That's That's something that always bothered me a little bit about the anime was that really this one kid, sees literally all, all the legendary Pokemon. Yeah. You wouldn't expect, you know, just everybody to interact with all the legendary Pokemon. Mm. So it does, I, I like that they kind of nodded that, made them much more mythical mm-hmm. in that sense.
1: Yeah, I like that too.
0: The The other thing that they kind of borrow from the anime is that Pokemon, the first movie, uh, the opening scene of that movie is the exact same as the opening scene of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I, I, that's one of my favorite scenes in cartoons I think it's cooler in the cartoon
0: to be honest it
1: is (laughs) but it it is an
0: interesting reversal Mm. that he was doing that in the movie to well I mean I guess they were both escaping in both movies but it it was much more villainous in the the first movie Mm. and in this one it's to go and save Tim well so
1: are we supposed to assume that he's already done that Mewtwo's already done that first escape in this world
0: oh yeah I don't know I don't know because
1: that's what I always think in my head I was like this Mewtwo has been through so much. <laughs>
0: well, because when, when it opens with that, you're like, oh, this is the lab where the he region, was yeah. he was made. Yeah, And maybe it's not in the Kanto region, but that's fine. You know, they're making their own mm-hmm. story. But yeah, they do say that he came from the Kanto region and we know that Mewtwo was created by humans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. he's had hit... to escape two labs before. <laughs> yeah, poor in the guy. exact same way, I guess. <laughs> what do you feel about the third act Bananas thing of Bill Nye's villain oh merging God. with Mewtwo and becoming, you know, the next evolutionary yeah, thing. I actually, was... I,
1: I thought that was actually super dark. Yeah, <laughs> like this guy's essentially saying, you know, my body's falling apart. Human, like the bodies of humans are weak. We have to, we have to like jettison from our bodies and go into these Pokemon. Yeah, bodies. I mean that's and-
0: cool for him. He gets to be Mewtwo, <laughs> but then some people are just
1: stuck as side magic or something. Yeah, it's like, but <laughs> it's like Super I don't know, man. Stuff. He's like just taking over these Pokemon's bodies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is really dark, but it's also just ridiculous it, yeah i mean it's, it's very much and it's very something last that minute. see in the anime <laughs> and it does feel a little disconnected from the neuer detective crime noir. whatever you're right <laughs> Neuer noir. noir i'm sorry i didn't i failed french yeah i never took french But that whole thing feels so much more ridiculous than the rest of the movie that feels a lot more like oh this is just, you know, we're bouncing from suspect to suspect.
1: It was so random. It it was it was pretty random. Oh, can we talk about that Torterra scene? Yeah. That was one of the that was beautiful, I thought. Yeah, that was That was the best CGI in the movie.
0: So you're talking about the Torterra Garden where basically they're on a mountain and the entire mountain is a Torterra. Yeah. Very cool. Did you see that coming? N- no. Okay, see, because I saw that coming when they were talking about the Torterra originally. Yeah. And they were like, oh, they don't look that big to me. And I was like, oh, that's that's weird. And then they go through it and there's an outside. They yeah. run outside through the exhibit and it's just an open door. And I was like, oh, okay, so they're in the Torterra exhibit and something's going to be really big. And then I thought back to the trailer where you see a a whole mountain kind of like coming at them yeah. in the trailer. And I was like, oh, the Torterra is going to be that giant mountain. And I okay. think I turned to you and said that. That, to me, is a perfect example of why you should avoid trailers if you think you're going to see the movie. See, forward. and
1: I saw the trailer and I forgot about that. Because you're dumb. But I, I did figure it out once they went outside. I was like, oh the whole thing is a Torterra. (laughs) And I like,
0: I I did think it was kind of ridiculous that uh, Ryan Reynolds said that out loud. He was like, Oh, I get it. The whole, the, you know, this is the Torterra garden.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of, and you know, speaking of that scene again, something else I thought was really stupid in the story (laughs) was, you know, when all of these rocks and boulders are falling off of the Torterra, Pikachu gets hit by a pebble.
0: Yeah, I did think that was ridiculous. And,
1: like, suddenly, like, oh, no, grave danger, Pikachu's gonna die because he got hit by a pebble.
0: Yeah, so and I actually thought I was th- that it was fake. I thought that he was pretending yeah. to be dead, like, in Deadpool And 2. then, like,
1: Tim was, like, on the verge of tears, like, oh, no, Pikachu's gonna die. And yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? In a Pokemon battle, like, he gets hit by a rock slide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that definitely was
0: ridiculous. But, again, it was just, it moved so fast that... Once I realized that they weren't kidding, I was like, okay, that's a little stupid, but I'm here for it. Follow the Bulbasaur. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was just like, you know, when he when he said the line, I can't lose you too, it was cheesy for sure. But I was like, okay, that's the emotional anchor that I can oh, I can yeah. get attached and to.
1: And he was like, I don't want to lose you too. I was like, wait, so Pokemon in this world just go straight to dying? They don't faint? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's another thing that, you know, the whole battling... Uh, mechanics in this world are not well explained. Yeah, I know. you don't see much of it. That's a thing I was a little bummed out about. I was hoping to see more battling. And especially the battling that you do see is really, really cool. Mm. But yeah, there's there's definitely that whole problem with children's cartoons where basically not cartoons, but just movies in general where in kids' movies, the characters will constantly be doing things that are, that are on the verge of death. But there's no stakes of death until the story says that there needs to be stakes of death. Because mm-hmm. it's like in, in the, the underground fighting scene between him and Charizard- Yeah, he's getting smacked around. Yeah, and <laughs> then Tim comes and like, tries to extinguish Charizard's flame. Mm-hmm. And like that Charizard could have just burned that kid alive. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, just, that's just one of those things where you kind of have to have a suspension of disbelief that it's like, okay, right now we're not in peril because- we know the character's not gonna die. It's it's a little Yeah,
1: in like the beginning of the movie he gets hit by that Q bone and it leaves like a crater in the ground, but like Tim's like, Whoa, that was crazy. And then just walks away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I loved that opening Q bone scene. I thought that was really funny. Oh yeah, no that was really cute. <laughs> Do did you have any other uh kinda Pokemon favorites, like which ones you were you liked to see the most? Did you have a design that you liked more than the others?
1: I, I loved the Torterra. Yeah. yeah, actually, I, really like I kind of
0: forgot about that when I was writing mine down. I really liked Charizard mm-hmm. and Pangoro. I thought Pangoro Oh, Pangoro really cool. was really cool. But I think, yeah, Torterra definitely takes the cake. What one didn't you care for too much?
1: I'm going to go with lickitung. I I mean I don't know. I don't know what I'm picturing in my head that could turn out right for lick lickitung live <laughs> <It's>, action. <accent. laughs> but I guess they did what they could. It's
0: interesting to see the pokemon that they chose to include in this. Yeah. Like I, I I wouldn't have ever expected lickitung. Ditto to be was in this. a really
1: smart move.
0: Yeah, I I loved the Ditto reveal. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool <laughs> the eyes. <laughs> the eyes, but what's really cool is that they set it up originally in the movie. And so you see Ditto kind of turn into a person that wheels Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. the guy that ends up being the villain. And at first, you're when you see it, you're just like, "Oh, that's cool. That's something that Ditto would do." And he works on set. Mm -hmm. I guess he's kind of like a worker for them. But then, then later in the movie, it does become clear that
1: Ditto is his partner. Yeah, it was like a mystique in the X Men movies, kind of. Yeah,
0: but uh, every single character has a single Pokemon partner, and it's clear that. Bill Nighy's is Ditto, mm, and I yeah. thought that was yeah. It was cool that they set that up. I, I like that he's always wearing sunglasses, and it's not something that you think about mm-hmm. until afterwards, and you're you you think, yeah, they had to be wearing. Yeah, sunglasses that was actually really smart. Adults. It was it was very clever. the The one thing that's a little ridiculous about that Ditto scene is that he turns into a Cubone at the end to to bang, oh, to yeah. his fingers off. He could turn into literally any Pokemon. He wanted to make it comedic. Oh, I mean, thank you for doing that. You know, <laughs> that's that's very good. That's very nice of him to do that for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the Mister Mime scene?
1: Oh, I love the Mister Mime scene. I thought, I thought that was so funny.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was <laughs> it was really good, and it got kind of dark too, which is when he burns him
1: alive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's. I don't know that that scene caught me off guard, but it was it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that this film is able to come up with these kind of little bits for each of the Pokemon. Uh-huh. I, I thought that that was really nice so that, you know, each of the Pokemon kind of gets its moment Uh, for the most part. I love the Jigglypuff singing in mm-hmm. the bar. The Ludicolo was so funny. Oh, yeah. The he barista just... Ludicolo. <laughs> and that, like... Pikachu is talking to her and being like, Thank you, doll. I'll have another. And she's just like, Let it go. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I love this movie. It's so funny. I, what did you think about the trailers for this movie? I and, don't
1: remember the trailers. You don't remember? I them? mean, I remember the Mr. Mime scene from the trailer. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny.
0: Yeah. I remember seeing the first trailer and being like, I don't know, man. Some of these designs don't work for me. I didn't think
1: think Charizard worked for me at first.
0: Yeah, he didn't work for me in the trailers at all, but he really worked in the movie. Mm -hmm. I thought he was really good. Yeah, me too. And I think all the designs looked better in the movie than they did in the trailers. Mm -hmm. Like we saw those pictures of APOM, Mm -hmm. and we thought
1: that they were, you know, burn it with fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't see that until right before.
0: But I thought that the APOMs in the movie were actually pretty good, and they were pretty fun. Yeah, I agree. Sort of one of the, this is kind of just a minor gripe, um, and it's a little ridiculous of a gripe, but I don't like the whole idea that it, the movie makes it seem like you can kind of only have one partner Pokemon. Yeah, And I always liked the idea of having six mm-hmm. and creating a team that kind of balanced each other out. And maybe, maybe that's more common in parts that aren't rhyme city. Cause there's no actual battling in mm-hmm. rhyme city. But I did think that that was a little weird that, If you could only have one Pokemon, for example, why would you pick a Psyduck?
1: I I thought about that, too. But I also thought about it in the way of, like, if we compare them to animals in our, like, real world, Mm -hmm. the the people who would have six Pokemon or, like, whatever our equivalent is, dogs, they would be dog trainers. You know, like, that's a Pokemon trainer in their world who has a team of six Pokemon. And a normal person in our world wouldn't have six dogs. We would have... One, three, or two. Yeah, okay, three. Three corgis. Yeah, three. Even even then, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I thought of it. That's
0: as. definitely true. I just then it's sort of like again, why why would you pick your one Pokemon to be a Psyduck? They're friends.
1: <laughs> Sometimes the Pokemon chooses, the, or or a the Ratatata. Tri- yeah.
0: Like, who you really have to pull pull a short straw to be given a ratatata as a as a Pokemon. I can see the draw, and then. I, I guess the other thing that I've never really understood is why wouldn't you have the fully evolved form?
1: In, in what way? Like
0: the the police chief. Why mm. would he keep a snubble instead of wanting a
1: Granbull? Maybe his Granbull died. What? So it's like a baby snubble? Yeah, maybe it died in duty, you know? Well, yeah, maybe. Respect our boys in blue, all right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would definitely
0: like to see a a movie where there's multiple Pokemon
1: characters. Yeah, if, for they, if there was single... like a team working together on screen, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that would be really cool.
0: I guess I never mentioned my like least favorite design. Mm. And it's kind of a bummer because it's also in one of the cooler scenes. It's Gengar. I thought oh. Gengar looked real disturbing.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It looked weird.
0: But I really, really liked the battle between Gengar and Blastoise. I thought that that was really cool and I wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. But I we, we mentioned this before, having Gengar in a battle was like half of an opportunity to make it be Gengar versus Nidorino, mm-hmm. which is the opening battle in the original Pokemon games, mm-hmm. like when, when you do the title scene. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they did that. Maybe they... They, they wanted to have to Charizard include and... blast toys because they had or a Blastoise Venusaur thing, yeah. and they had yeah. a Charizard. Yeah. Although Venusaur's blink and you miss
1: it. I didn't notice Venusaur.
0: He, he's in the same scene that the Octillery is in.
1: Oh, yeah, but just barely. All right, I feel like we
0: shouldn't just keep talking about random Pokémon. We're going to turn people off who <laughs> don't care too much about Pokémon. So, is there anything else you want to talk about in this?
1: Yeah, I, I I actually did just remember another little uh, plot point that I, I di- didn't like about the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the entire movie, when they're searching for Tim's dad, Pikachu's like, "Oh, I don't have my memory, yeah. so I so I don't know how I'm gonna be able to like help you with this." So we have to like work together and stuff. And then at the end, they reveal that you know because Mewtwo was actually helping Tim's dad and Pikachu. Mewtwo says that he erased Pikachu's memory, but like, why? Yeah, yeah. yeah if, you... he, if he wanted Pikachu's <laughs> help to come back and you know help him out with with like the the villains, why would he <laughs> hurt himself by? It's like shooting yourself in the foot. Why would yeah. you do that?
0: I mean, it's definitely narratively murky, but I think I, I thought about this a little since since you you brought it up right after we watched the movie. What I think it is is that Mewtwo is kinda this uh well, he's a legendary, so he he's powerful and he's kinda prophetic. Mm-hmm. And I think he wiped Pikachu's memory to test uh, Tim and show that a human is is good. Because he has that line where he's uh, like yeah, where he's you know, like, all I've, humans are bad. Yeah. And so he was like, You've you've shown me that the father is is good, he's a good man. Now show me that the sun is a good man, so that I can show mercy on the humans. Okay. It's it's definitely murky. Though. There are probably is easier clear, ways to do it. Hundred percent, and it, it's it's not clear. And I think Mewtwo doing that seems a little uh, self-destructive if he knows that people are looking for him and yeah. stuff. Maybe test humans a little later, and like get get this figured out first. Yeah, but yeah, I mean the the thing that I thought was kind of weird is that they don't really explain why tim is the one that
1: can understand pikachu i think it's a father-son connection yeah sure Uh, yeah i mean that's it
0: yeah but why
1: they're related and well i mean point (laughs) point to another example where that didn't happen you know
0: yeah okay i guess (laughs) that's
1: ridiculous but
0: okay you win that one Yeah.
1: Like, what's your evidence for saying that when a person's consciousness is in a Pokemon's body, they can't talk to their relatives?
0: I'm trying to think if there's any people that are related. I guess there's not. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I mean, I would have appreciated at least one example supporting that. Like, one additional example. Okay? Okay. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll that. tell the writers. Yeah, thank you. Send them an email. <laughs> all right. So... Do we want to wrap it up here? Yeah. One, one thing I want to say is okay. that Tim Tim works as an insurance person. Yeah. That's all they really moves. say, insurance. Yeah. Insurance would be a goddamn nightmare in a world where there are Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> how do you even insure people? Like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go down and go to a new country. And how are you going to get traveler's insurance on that? You have no idea. There are so many Pokemon that can just blow you up. They probably make so much money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Insurance uh is probably so high in that game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I I thought that was funny. If if you think about and there's always a point where when I started thinking about Pokemon in, in like the real world that it just a
1: hundred percent falls apart. <laughs> oh yeah. We would like, all be dead. Yeah. Or
0: or like warfare would be so insane. In this movie. Like you have Alakazam that can just with their mind move things and blow things up. And you've got like electrodes that can use self-destruct. Yeah. And just like domestic terrorism would be – you would be living in constant fear all the time. As opposed to – Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) That got dark. All right. Let's move on. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to our point two section where we talk about some of the other stuff we've been watching.
1: Yeah. Let's let's keep it light here, Ian.
0: <laughs> what what have you been watching?
1: Well you no, you, you have a really light light thing you want to talk about, right? Oh yeah. Okay. You want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, you can go first. Yeah,
0: so I've got a real uh just light, fluffy film for you guys that I saw on Netflix. <laughs> it's called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. <laughs> and yes, that is a terrible name. For a movie. This movie is the Netflix original film starring Zac Efron, who is playing Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, you know, all about the I, it, it's sort of like a a sweeping biopic. It kind of starts from his, you know, his very first murder and goes all the way until when he's eventually incarcerated and everything like that. And this movie was interesting. I think I would say overall it was a little disappointing. I really, really enjoyed Zac Efron's performance mm-hmm. as Ted Bundy. Yeah, I thought me he too. blended in he was or great. melted into the role very well. Uh, I watched this with my mom and, you know, halfway through the movie, I said something uh, like, oh, you know, that's, you know, Zac Efron's doing pretty good. And, he, and she was like, that's Zac Efron? <laughs> and she, she just didn't know. Um, I mean, it very clearly looks like Zac Efron, but... You you do believe that you're watching Ted Bundy yeah. on screen, for sure. I think my main problem with this is that it is trying to do so much in a very short amount of time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But that, so you've seen this movie? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw yeah. it
1: this past week. And I've also seen, also on Netflix, uh, Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. Mm-hmm. It's a docuseries, pretty much, talking to people who knew Ted lawyers, police officers, and stuff like that who are involved in the investigation. And it's a, like, several episode series. And this movie wraps pretty much all of it up into, like, however long it is, like, two hours, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you seen The Assassination of Gianni Versace? I haven't, though. That show is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't help but think about that show when I was watching this movie. And I was trying to think, what would that show look like as a movie yeah. if it tried to do everything that it did like and it was linear cuz that movie actually works backwards so, each episode is backwards something
1: um, i actually thought was a really interesting choice in this movie was um not showing any of the attacks that's what i was going to
0: say next yeah
1: on, Go on, ahead. on one hand it saved a lot of time but or i guess something else that i really liked about their choice to not do that was you know, you only saw the good side of Ted.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Which, yeah, I really, which was a that. really
1: interesting perspective because you know, throughout the entire movie, that he did these terrible things. Yeah, but you're only seeing the good part of him.
0: Yeah, you know? I I do think that it, it it's weird because they do a very good job at playing to Zach Efron's natural charm, mm-hmm. and so you're watching him and you're watching him act like these things, and it's almost. It is discomforting to be to see this person and not see the sadistic tendencies that you know that you know this guy is a psychopath. Yeah. You I mean if you know anything about Ted Bundy, you know that he actually did do those murders. There's no way he didn't and it becomes very evident very quickly yeah. that he's doing them. But you never see what like those there there are a couple flashes of it here and there, but you never you never see him break face, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting because that's the only thing that the media saw mm-hmm. when they were filming it. And I think this is they said this was like the very first
1: televised
0: lawsuit or trial. trial yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And so And he had a, he had that persona on the whole time. Yeah. Like I if think, you watch the, the Netflix the other Netflix series, the Ted Buddy tapes, they have footage from the trials and he like walks in smiling at the camera, he waves and stuff, he puts on a show and it's Yeah crazy I, I
0: think it's a really good shorthand way of justifying why people supported him like why why you know they they do that yeah. they show that thing where you know women or what uh were like being like oh yeah I, I i think he's cute and stuff uh and it also makes you understand why people were willing to trust him mm-hmm. and things like, like that Why it's, he's so dangerous yeah it's 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 a very clever way of doing that. And yeah. I think it was intentional from the director. And mm-hmm. I, I do think that that part of the movie works really well. I just think that the narrative is just sort of, it's too fast. It's too all over the place. I I, I agree with and that. And some of the dialogue, because they need to get through things so quickly, is very on the nose. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sort of like, oh yeah, you know, you're, I, I can't even think of I'm just a single mom at home in, in the opening mm-hmm. shot. Um, I thought Lily Collins did a fine job. I didn't think yeah, no, she I was agree. particularly exceptional, but I really did like Zach Efron in this mm-hmm. movie. I think it's worth it like it wasn't a waste of my time to watch it, but it's not something that I would say you absolutely need to see.
1: I would much sooner recommend the Ted Bundy tapes to people because if yeah. you're go- if you're going for the performance of Zach Efron, you're getting like in a creepy way, you're getting just as good of a performance from Ted Bundy in the Ted Bundy tapes. That's true. <laughs> you're like seeing like the re- you're seeing the real thing. Yeah. I guess
0: the thing I would say though is that I I haven't watched the Ted Bundy tapes. I haven't watched the making a murderer stuff, mm. just because I don't want to invest like ten hours into yeah. it. You know,
1: I, I usually um, feel the same actually, but the Ted Bundy one was really. He's a very okay compelling person to watch yeah
0: i i would definitely and especially you said if maddie likes murder Mm -hmm. stuff i would definitely recommend the gianni versace stuff it's on netflix yeah i know she's watched it oh she has Mm -hmm. okay yeah it's it's incredible and just the way that it lets you simmer with the decisions of the characters is Mm -hmm. something that this movie doesn't have time for and it's ultimately weaker because of it yeah i agree but yeah, I mean check it out if you want a nice little romp after, you know, you and your kids go and see Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Just turn this one on in the background at night. Um no, but it's not particularly scary or anything either. Um it, it's a very interesting decision to I, I think it's ultimately more respectful also of of the victims, which is was definitely a concern going into this movie. So What have you seen Ian?
1: Uh yeah, so something that I I've only seen a few episodes of it so far, but I've really liked it. Is a Chef's Table? It's a six-part docu-series on Netflix, and it's, uh, you know, as documentaries do, they it go it goes into the lives of these chefs and bakers and restaurant owners, and pretty much follows them throughout their entire lives, and. One in particular that I watched was about a woman who started uh, this this dessert shop called Milk Bar, and there's one in Boston now. I think the first one Is was- Is it a chain? There are two at least that I know of. Oh, uh, okay. There's one in New York, and there was one that just opened recently in Harvard Square. Oh, cool. And it's delicious. I was just there earlier today. Uh, (laughs) but but it's really it's really an interesting show it goes like they talk to the pretty much all of the voice all of the speaking is from the person that they're talking about and with this milk bar example she's talking about how she struggled with you know she she at first was just baking in her apartment while she worked other jobs and she eventually just came upon this like recipe that everybody seemed to love, and I think it was called like she called it like the crack pie or something. But <laughs> I think they recently changed the name of that it's now that they a good now call. that they've caught on. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it, it's really interesting seeing they 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 only go to the very interesting chefs and bakers that do like crazy things with their food, and and it's really cool to see how people take a recipe that's been established as a, a staple for so long and they mess with it somehow. And it, it's really interesting to see and, you know, makes you hungry. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So this is a six-part yeah. series.
0: And mm-hmm. how many have you seen? Two. How long are they? About the point episodes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's on Netflix. So everything that was in our point two section is viewable on Netflix. Viewable on Netflix. Yep. Okay. So this has been our review of Detective Pikachu. You can follow this podcast at Movie Mara Pod. That's Movie M-A-R-A Pod. You can always reach out to us at our email, MovieMarathonersPod at gmail.com. You can find more episodes of this podcast on Podbean at MovieMarathoners.Podbean.com. We are also on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. Feel free to subscribe or write a review if you like what we're doing. And any feedback you have to help improve the podcast is always appreciated. Thank you all for listening and we hope you'll join us again next week when we run through John Wick chapter 3 Parabellum. That is a mouthful of a title. <laughs> apparently wait. apparently for the third chapter they want like three titles. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that one is, right? Yeah. All right, until then. Bye. See ya. We gotta wrap some Pokemon. You just do the singing. I'll take care of the hard part.
1: Let's get it on. I want to be the best There
0: ever was To beat all the rest, Yeah, that's my
1: cause
0: Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey Venusaur, Atatap, Vero, Pidgey Sea King, Jodeon, Dragonite, Gastly. Only time Emporion, Polly, Butterfree
1: Catch them, catch
0: em, gotta catch em all Pokemon I'll search across the land Far and wide, release from my hand the power that's
1: inside. Venomoth, Pollywag, Gatorino, Gold Duck, Hypersword, Primer, Victory Bell,
0: Bold Train, Zedo King, Firefist, Apra, Jigglypuff, Kingler, Rhyhorn, Café Bull, Wigglytuff. Catch 'em, catch em, gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all. Pokemon! Too bad rhyme, me out. Onyx, GeoDo, Rapid dash, Magneton, Snarlax, Tingar, Tingala, Golding, Spearrow, Weezing, Seal, Garado, Slowpoke. gotta catch all! Gotta catch all, gotta catch all! Gotta catch 'em all,
1: Hey there! I'm Hannah, and I'm Audrey.